It's beginning to look a lot like fall in the Prairie Gardens greenhouses. The first mums are blooming now. They're loaded with beautiful fall color and now on sale. Find them in the PG greenhouses along with more fall garden favorites. Ornamental peppers, asters, rudbeckia, and more. With PG plant experts always on hand to answer your garden questions. At Prairie Gardens, locally owned plant experts, extraordinary gardening, home decor, and more. Good morning and welcome to Plant Experts, Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live. I'm Tamara McDaniel here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign, corner of Springfield and Duncan. Come on out and join us if you can. You can also phone in at 217-356-9397 or text us at 217-351-5357. We have our experts standing by for you, including Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Hey, good morning, Marianne. Good morning, John Weisgarver. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Steve Brown. Hey there, Tamara. Ah, we got the gang all here again. I love it. What a gorgeous day. Isn't it beautiful? Last night was another beautiful night here in the Midwest. Yes. Not bad for summer. Yes. Almost feels like a September evening. Some of us got a little bit of rain over the past mm, day or so. Was it Thursday? Yeah, a little bit. Very little. Very little. (laughs) Yeah, she holds up a zero (laughs) between her thumb and her index finger. (laughs) I'm sorry. But as little as you can get, huh? Pretty much. Yeah. But, hey, maybe we'll get lucky Monday, Tuesday. You never know. It's possible. Somebody probably will somewhere. Yeah. It's just not going to be a blanket, right? Yeah. Mm. But overall, things are pretty green. Looking oh, gosh, pretty yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Nice and lush. So. It's amazing how some of the lawns have recovered here with the, from the rain, but certainly the cooler temperatures. Oh, um, I think the cooler temperatures have made a huge, huge difference. Cooling off at night just it changes my attitude. I'm sure the plants have an attitude change. <laughs> they they so. don't seem as stressed no, as truly. they had been. Truly. It's nice. So, yep. John... What's that crazy daisy looking like flower that it you have so, on the card so over there? Oh, cool, isn't it? Yeah, I keep I keep looking over your shoulder here. It's uh, uh it's a heliopsis. <laughs> the yeah. name is Funky Spinner, which is so cool. We're nice, nice bright coloration right now. Yes. So, uh, from a winter hardiness standpoint. That would be a pretty reliable perennial, right? Absolutely. So tough, pretty darn tough. Yep. Um, it's, um, gosh, if you had to think of a maybe a rudbeckia or a coneflower or, I mean, because Heliopsis isn't a well-known No, genus. it isn't, but it, it's actually a sunflower uh, family. So it's it's pretty tough. And so the head's about, you know, three inches across or something like that. And it's got just a... I'll I'll take the easy part. The edge of the petals are more of a sunflower or golden yellow mm-hmm. color. But what would you describe the middle? Burgundy I say, red. I say amber. Amber. I would go That's more with an amber. Yeah, I can see hmm. that. I thought amber was gold. But, but like almost takes. Deep, t- but almost takes a little red cast like as well. Not quite orange. It's very deep orange. It's almost like a burgundy red. In the center, ah. yeah. And the, and the center of the flower itself is, you know, has that daisy-like button or nose. That's just a nice, beautiful, deep color. It's really cool. 
yeah, it's very eye-catching. Doesn't it look phenomenal with that uh, particular chrysanthemum that John brought? Yes. And the, yeah, Celosia. So, uh, you, back, you back. said chrysanthemum. I'm so used to calling them mums, and it's so early. You said chrysanthemum, and I'm trying to make the connection. <laughs> Oh, uh, moms. Oh, uh, yeah, the moms right throw there. that lifeline out sorry. there, Marianne. Uh, sorry. So would that, <laughs> I'll try not to do that. Again. So would Heliopsis <laughs> funky spinner typically be a blooming a little bit earlier than this? Is this just one of those things Is it's a greenhouse crop and it was raised more for this time of year? It's a little bit further behind, or what would you say? I think the secondary buds would be blooming now, but the main bud, which is blooming right now, I think that's the uh, greenhouse crop flowering their timing. Okay. But they, you would have some flower from the secondary buds on it. So you could see that being um, mid to late July, first yeah. coming into flower in the garden? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Yep. Perennial. Yep. Yeah. Yay. I yep, it is. I think I'm going to have to try that one. Just Spend because it's so distinct. It's, it's, it really is lovely. It's great. And I love the color of the stems, too. Yes. Uh, they just pick up all this this yeah. amber, burgundy color that you're talking about that's in the flower. That just they have a little bit of a red cast on the stem, mm-hmm. which is neat. Yep. All right. Beautiful. So lots of color. we got some pansies in uh, now for the fall season. we yep. got some kale and cabbage in. Uh, Ornamental uh, peppers. A nice selection of those. Yeah. Ornamental peppers Beautiful. are so cool. You get all that screaming color, and as they mature, they change colors, too, yeah. a lot of times. Yep. Really? So, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you've got some planters that are a little bit tired that need some refreshing, I'd say we're in pretty good shape to so the help p- you do that. The particular pepper uh, that's sitting right there, I think it's, is that uh, chili? Chili, chili. chili. Has a kind of yellowish green coloration to it right now. The fruit does, mm-hmm. but look how it's beginning to turn. There's a little orange, some orange. and it'll some will turn red. It'll be in in a couple of weeks. It'll be very very colorful with all that different coloration going mm-hmm. on. The so it'll really be a great reds. pop of color. And again, just having the texture of the fruit of the pepper itself would be great in a combination planter. Uh, yes. It just makes it much more interesting if it than if it's just all flowers. Yeah. Absolutely, it gives a whole different dimension, and the the color and the the pepper itself it'll, it'll just last for weeks and weeks. Fabulous! Yeah, That's yeah, it beautiful. truly is cool. And there's some out there with purple. the The leaves are purple yeah. uh, on the on the pepper. Uh, the fruit is purple. Mm-hmm. So you know, just all sorts of combinations that are just really interesting. And just to me, it just evokes fall. I think it's just the right thing to put in your garden at fall. Yeah. Hey, so what's that screaming uh, shrub over your shoulder there, Marianne, that's showing some fall color? Uh, these are, there's two of them here, two different ones. They're deer villas, uh, Kodiak orange and Kodiak black. And they're in the summer, they're green. I, green is a color still. But they're spring, early spring color when they first uh, emerge. And their fall color are really intense. Like the uh, Kodiak black is a... Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't even know what color to call that. Copper, copperish red. Yeah. Um, it has it has a nice little cluster of yellow flowers on it, and the Kodiak orange is is just beautiful. golden green with a an overlay of of rust. It's just beautiful. So when would that deer villa uh, flower? The yellow flowers. They actually. There was I saw one in bloom just recently, so that's a rebloom. But um, they're probably a July 
bloomer mid okay. late July. So when things most commonly aren't flowering in the garden, right. most shrubs are not. Yeah, it's just getting a little bit hot and past past prime for most flowers. I mean, this shrubs. color rivals um, an itea. Oh yeah. Which is one of the very very best. And so this would be for a half a day of sun or more. Yes. And um, manageable in size. Yes, uh, three to four feet. I believe one of them, and yeah. the other one might be a little bit bigger than that, but that they're both manageable uh, sizes for for the smaller gardens that we typically have. So why would I, other than because it's fun to have one of this and one of that, why would I want to plant this in a sunny location over an Itea? And what is what is the name of it again? Deer Villa. Deer Villa. Deer Villa. Was there a common name, John? Uh, I'm going to look here. Uh, why would I plant it as to enjoy the yellow flowers um, so that it gets more sun and has even maybe uh, brighter coloration, more intense coloration in the spring and fall? Because habit's somewhat similar to an ITF, right? It's, it's upright and then slightly flaring. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit looser. Uh, it's a uh, native. That's nice. Deer Villa is... And the I mean, other one really that is a Itea over there. Oh, this isn't a Deer Villa? I brought two. Oh, you clever Itea thing, you. Deer Villa. Boy, they so look just like it. I'm sorry. Thank you. Okay. That, that was an Itea. Okay. Virginia Sweetspire, which they call the burning bush for the shade. Because even in shade, it um, has great color to it. Sun or shade, it's just phenomenal. That's the That's the best part about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe right I now like, in uh, August, it's you can see that it, it it's got beautiful green tones throughout, but it's it's, tur- it's turning already. Yeah. And then you got one of the other best genus for fall color, uh, viburnum. Right. Yep. Right viburnum. in the middle. Of it. That's right. And even though I pulled it, I forgot what the name is again. Summer snowflake. It it's actually blooms a little bit later than a lot of the viburnums bloom earlier. In this one. So it's a little bit of... of More j- j- July-ish. Yeah, it, you can see that it has a little bit of flower left on it right now. But look at the new flower buds right now. Isn't that crazy? It's pretty so cool. So it's going to have another uh, flush of flowers on it. But you can see down here at the base, um, Tamara, that it's, it's starting to get some really cool colorations to it. Kind of orangey-red and burgundies. And yeah. But, and the flower is it's not a, a big uh, flush of flowers I mean the, the flower itself it's a little tiny flowers in a cluster that they call a lace cap so there's there's kind of space <laughs> and it has it really shows off these little star-shaped flowers kind of like a snowflake that's why it's called summer Ooh, snowflake. yeah <laughs> maybe that's why yeah there you go those Don't clever guys snarky those clever guys but that's Those the great thing about all the viburnums. They'll start to oh, take yeah. on that great coloration in their leaves as the cool weather comes along. And then you usually get some really cool berries of some sort after the flowers have dissipated. That's almost the biggest deal about viburnums right now. Some of the newer ones in the market is their, their berries and the color of their berries. So there's one called Blue Muffin. I don't think we have any Blue Muffin now. I think we're sold out of it. But it gets it looks like blueberries, like a cluster of blueberries. Cute. And then there's, I know, <laughs> and I, I mean, it's like 
blueberries. Yeah, they're they're it's intense. Well, intense. In contrasting with that fall color. Oh, it's just gorgeous. Yeah. But then then the the other one, I think we do have some cardinal candy. Cardinal candy. Bright red fruit looks like a cluster of, of little tiny cherries just plus, beautiful plus the I birds are happy when you have oh, those they in the love it. absolutely love yeah, it and, and that's why as much as i love hydrangeas and they're so rewarding with their flowers it's really neat to be able to incorporate some of these things the ideas yes, and deer villas and viburnums into the to the landscape and the shrub border too because yeah. it just gives you that it's the equivalent of having a flower by having all this incredible fall color it's just so enjoyable yeah it, it truly is it's the foliage is what you live with most of the time in in, a, in the growing season. Yeah, the flowers right. are lovely, like like Steve said, and hydrangeas. I mean, you can't beat them, except that, wow, look at the foliage right here. You need an addition. Yeah, so absolutely. yesterday a customer brought a picture of a uh, a shrub from her yard. She goes, I don't remember what this is. I don't have the tag. And uh, Lynn and I were looking at it, and then immediately I saw because she goes, it's had these flower buds on it all summer, and it hasn't opened. So it was actually the Hepticodium or the Seven Suns plant. I'm not familiar with that. So it hasn't bloomed yet. It's going to bloom this fall. As you see, There's it's getting ready. It has these cool little white flowers. Wow. Just your basic Hepticodium. Yeah. Talk yeah. about a late not, bloomer. Not exactly <laughs> run of the mill. No, not really. But it's a great one uh, uh, for pollinators for late season too, okay. because you'll get some get some more. Are they more of a full sun? Full sun kind is best. Plant? Yeah, okay. it's it, it's not really uh, a tree, but it's kind of like ten to fifteen feet tall, kind of multi branched. Oh. The the species is like that the uh, mycoanoides, but. We have, I think we just have one variety left right now that they're being bred to be smaller plants so that they're, they fit like the rest of these shrubs, they fit into most landscapes. Um, Tian Shan, I believe is one of them and Mm -hmm. Temple of Bloom. I know I didn't, I did not (laughs) name it. it. I swear I did not (laughs) name it. That's a good one. Um, But they're, they're shorter plants. So they, they're a little more compact, not quite the, the tree Large, large shrub, small tree that that John was talking about, but that's what the species is, and it has an, an, a beautiful exfoliating uh, bark. So there's that winter winter interest too, which is really cool. You're right. Really You're cool. right to remind us of that too. The winter interest. <sighs> yes. Got to have something to look at in the winter time. You ready for a text? Uh, in these extreme hot days, is it best to water my perennial garden areas twice a day? If it needs it. And shouldn't need it. Uh, unless I, it's brand new. And even then, I wouldn't think it would need it if it's mulched in well. If you've, Yeah, if you've mulched well, it probably doesn't need it twice a day now. I mean, so if it's, if it's an established perennial garden, mulched in well, sun or shade, I mean, given, even though the rains have been spotty, you know, again, if you had, what, an inch, inch and a half of water once a week. It should be sufficient. That should be plenty. If they're a newer perennial, yeah, certainly new this year, uh, in mulched in well, you might be watering every couple, three days. It's hard to say for sure without putting your finger in the soil. Yeah. If it, that's the most important thing is to check it. But it depends on, that's where watering habits, uh, a lot of times we have problems with customers where they'll, I water it every day while well, you're watering it too light you're not getting it deep down into the roots 
that's where you have to go deep. And I, okay. I actually think we talked a little bit about the, the, the water thing and, and penetrating into the soil uh, last week. And I mentioned uh, a soil probe that we've got that is um, a light meter, a water meter, and a pH meter. You can, um, That's right. it, and the, the probe is probably, what, six inches-ish, yeah. maybe? Ish. Yeah. So that, that's a pretty deep penetration. And, and I, I have one. I bought one, and it really worked. <laughs> Go figure. There's an endorsement. I know. Well, and, and by watering more deeply, like you, like John was saying, you do want to get the water down into that six or eight inch range. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe ten inches even. Yeah. Uh, because obviously, when you plant a plant, quite often it has roots that are already down that deep. So yep. yeah. Need to take care of them. Yeah. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number, or you can text us at three five one. 5357 for Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. So, anything going on in your gardens that you're, are you redoing any containers yet or thinking about it or ripping anything out, Marianne? Just the weeds. Just the weeds. They've done really well. Have they now? I actually just put down some mulch. I, I'm just top dressing with a little bit of the cosmetic mulch right now mm-hmm. um, just to see if I can keep some of that weed can thing uh, under control but um just actually editing is what i'm doing okay so removing this editing yes. okay i like that that's a good i'm thing editing too. in the garden <laughs> it's uh better than ripping out maybe okay. i don't know ripping out editing it's all the same right yeah it editing is. cleaning <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm pruning I, I i'm doing a little bit of pruning uh small branches like like these guys which are uh just a little bit bigger than a toothpick, but um, you know, pruning that kind of thing is it grew out into the this area too far, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Which is nice. I'm I'm looking to what I'm going to do in the fall. <laughs> Got sometimes you have to wait until um, things go dormant or in their dormancy process. Right. So, so to move you've been to, you've been busy enjoying. Yeah, I have been busy enjoying. enjoying. I like yes, that. I have been. Yes, I know. I it's, love it. So talk mm-hmm. about panicle hydrangeas a little bit. Most of them are post-prime in terms yes. of their bloom. And, of course, it depends upon the variety, if it's a little bit earlier blooming one or a little bit later blooming one. But what advice might you have in a general sense as far as either removing the spent flower heads or enjoying them still? Or what would you guys do? Both. Oh. Well, <laughs> I personally like to leave them on because it's gives a different texture and I like to leave it on in the winter especially Uh, that's just me but I think it has a neat look to it as far as nature right it still has a structure yeah yeah so it in in my front yard I have two different kinds of hydrangeas uh, fire and ice which is a a paniculata tall Um, I think mine's probably about five feet right now so it'll get a little bit taller next year wow. they're, they're new but they have a beautiful white panicle on them and they're aging to this really cool oh. rosy pink nice. and i'm not a pink person but i'm really digging these guys yeah but then right right just like 15 feet from it i have um, some bobos which are white but they just they don't have that kind of coloration to them as they age it's a little bit limey um, I've not seen any rose coloration to them or uh, the pinkish coloration to them, but I am seeing brown already. So I'm going to start deadheading those, mm-hmm. but I'm going to leave my fire nice because they're really cool. Yeah, and I would tend to do that too. And I understand 
eventually, like even the quick fires and fire and ice are going to go from that, getting some of that rosy coloration into more of a brown sure. color. Oh, eventually. And, and, and there's something to be said about those in the winter. You know, you get a little bit of snow. You, yeah. It's just another texture element. But Absolutely. I would agree. I Once they turn that brown color, it's like out it's, of there. It's too early Well, it, for yeah. brown. And I think that it uh, depends on where you have it. The, yeah, like that too. Like if you have it uh, in if you have it in the front of your house, oh, I definitely would agree that if it starts to turn brown, I might, I might want to take it off. Yep. Yeah. But, but yeah. I could see that. But if it's in the back, I don't have to well, worry about it. It it's all <laughs> depends on how your your landscape style too. Oh, you know, for sure. This might be a. It might be one place you might want to leave it, and another place, take it off. You know, one thing you and I both did in the last ten days, we purchased some of the ajuga. Um, What's it called? Canary? Canary something. feathers. Canary feathers. It's just a little bit different coloration when it's in a little more sun, kind of a, a chartreuse coloration. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of has that purplish-red thing going on right now yeah. because mine's in a little bit of shade, it's and I'm stress. assuming yours is too. We both bought some and divided it because they're nice big pods, and mine I spread mine out in a, a large area. It was really neat. It's and it cool. was just the perfect thing next to a, a stone walkway. Just perfect. beautiful. It's, it's yeah, got a, uh, a narrow leaf as opposed yes. to the more rounded ones. Yes. I'm going to be curious to see how much you guys enjoy that plant. Yeah, me too. Cool. Let's go to the phone lines at 356-9397 and talk to um, Alex, who's calling in. Good morning, Alex. Thanks for calling. Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm looking for a peace lily. I, I mean, I live in Sisson, living, and when I was here before, I, I I found one, but I forgot I forgot where I found it at. Do you know a good place where I can find one? It's a peace lily. I think they call it a peace lily. Yes. Do you, do you know, do you know about that? Yep. They're all shaking their heads, yes. Peace lily is uh, spathophyllum, and yes, sir, certainly we do have some here at our store. Probably four-inch pots, six-inch four pots, ten-inch six pots. pots. Oh, nice. Well, just something to keep in my room, in a pot. That's, right. that's what I had sure. before. It was in a pot, little pot. Right. We, we exactly. got them. Yep, we yep. got them. Yeah. But do you have stores, fond memories? Do have that, I yes, think we I do. Got it from, the first one I had, was I got it from Snooks. That's beautiful. And, and you, you know what's fun about those? Yes, we do have them. Yes. And those are fun okay. because when they need water, they let you know. And Boy, as soon as true. you water them, that's they fun. Perk well, I think <laughs> it's fun because just to see how quickly they perk up. You whip your head around, and like you know, ten minutes later, do you they're purposely just like, oh. let do you purposely let it wilt so you can have more fun? Easily yeah. amused, oh, aren't yeah. you? That that that's what I do. <laughs> I, I don't purpose like water it right. Well, at least you, at least you got <laughs> Halloween to look forward to coming up. <laughs> Well, uh, so does that they're help, Alex? What now? They're not expensive, are they? No. No. I don't no. Think so. no. Very affordable. Very, very affordable. Like the four-inch pots would only be what? I don't know off the top Seven. of my head. Okay. But we've got them. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Thank we you. Have a good one. Okay, bye-bye. Such a, it, <laughs> All right, that, thanks, it's, Alex. It's bye-bye. It's just the greatest it is a great house plant. Yeah. Oh, I think it'd have to be in somebody's top ten, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's, Absolutely. It's one of the starter plants that I always recommend for people that haven't 
haven't really. Or That's people great. who are out looking for fun. <laughs> what was that? What size a pot they come in, you say? Oh. Yeah, four-inch pot or six-inch pot. Okay, okay. Okay, thanks a lot. You bet, Thank Alex. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. All right, our phone number is 356-9397. This is Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Tom, who's calling in from Tolono. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for calling in. Uh, good morning. Uh, I was wondering, is it too... Uh early or too hot yet to plant some carrots and beets? Hmm. I would get on it. Um, I think for those two crops, it's easy to kind of wait a little bit too later, you know, after Labor Day and early to mid-September, and then all of a sudden maybe get cut short. So I would Uh tend to go ahead and do it. As long as you can keep them watered and get them to germinate and stay on top of it and as we mentioned uh, the other day, you could always take some straw and put a little bit of light coating of straw over uh, when you've sewn them just to hold in the moisture. Or you could take some floating row cover if you needed a little bit of relief that way, too. But uh, uh-huh. I think it'd be time to get on it. Again, you can look at the back of the seed packet, and depending upon the brand of seed, some of them have better fall instructions than others. But I I would get on those two things. And if I was yeah, going to do lettuce they, and spinach. I know, they like, I know they like cool weather. I didn't. Didn't want to get them in too early, but well, mm-hmm. but you also needed to have them enough time to mature too. So right, um, uh-huh. I would do it. Okay, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling yeah. in. Yeah, thanks, uh-huh. Tom. Enjoy Come the back. weekend. Bye bye. Three five six nine three nine seven is a phone number, or you can text three five one. 5357 to reach the plant experts here at Prairie Gardens. We have a text asking, when is the best time to move a Rose of Sharon that has outgrown its location? When does when when do Rose of Sharon's usually bloom? Roses of Sharon. Late, late Ro- summer. <laughs> they're they're probably still blooming right now. Okay. Rose of Sharon. That sounds Roses like a big of job. Sharon's. Yeah, it does. I mean if it's a Rose of Sharon but they don't all get huge, but some of them no. get pretty darn big. Some of them do. And to try and move that would be yeah. a task. It would. I'd do it in the spring as opposed to only because they're not as winter hardy as some other ones. Um, That's probably true. Hmm. What I And I think because they're just still still blooming or just coming out of blooming, I think that I would recommend spring. Just that way you're going to be able to get rid it in more adequately i mean it's you can still there's still time to get it rooted in but i think that safe wise i would do it in the spring and there's still plenty of time for it to set buds because it blooms later yeah it's going to bloom on the current season's growth not on the previous year's growth okay so you could whack a doodle cut it back in a major way next spring and make your move a little bit easier, but you're still not going to have to get a good soil mass. So even yeah. if it, if it's a dwarf type, like a Miss Kim kind of thing, you're still going to have to have a root ball that's 15 inches-ish yeah. or more, so ish. 15 by 15. Uh, if it's a large variety, the more standard varieties are going to be 6 or 8 or 10 feet tall. Ooh. You're probably going to want to get a root ball that's about 24 inches or more. Yeah. If you can. Sounds, sounds like hiring somebody to deep. do it. Um, that means you're really, that's, and that's going to be heavy. Yep. Uh, 
So yeah. it's going to be a job. So you mean like 12 inches on each side of the trunk? If it's one of the that bigger, kind of older varieties, yeah, yeah, I would. Okay. And again, that's going to be dead weight. And, yeah. And, and that's the finished size of the ball that you want. So that means you're going to be digging out in a trench around the outside of that and removing soil so you can undercut right. with mm-hmm. your spade. Yeah. So that's why it's a job. Yeah, it'll be a job. It's one of the few plants I'd probably uh, prefer to move in the spring just because of, of the late flowering time mm-hmm. and the time it takes to get it established into the ground. And like Steve said, they're not quite as vigorous as a lot of other shrubs, like like the ones we have right here. I, I wouldn't hesitate to move these in the fall. Any of the the viburnums or it or something. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I'm and then some some plants require being moved in the fall, like uh, peonies. Um, I have a couple of tree peonies that that are seedlings that I I'm going to move um, in the fall. So. And there's some that almost demand in the spring. It, I mean, there's like, a like the Rosa Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else? And, and typically, when you when you're transplanting a larger tree or or shrub you want to do some pruning on it just so that it doesn't have so much growth to try to sustain well yeah if you're if you're disturbing the root system and making it smaller it makes sense that the top of the plant needs to be a little bit smaller to balance back out okay and by when we're saying spring i would do it as early as i can get out there like if it's uh, yeah, I was wondering March what kind of conditions are you March waiting or early for? to mid-April. I would do it before the plant starts to leaf out. You you don't want to be out there shoveling snow to get to your planting site, but soon after that, okay, ish, ish. <laughs> okay, here's the next question: When is the best time to prune and trim a red bud? Thanks, enjoying the great show. Oh, thank you. I do it when it's dormant. Which would be, oh, they're in Spokane, Washington. So uh-huh. that got to throw that out in case it makes uh, it. Short dormant season. A difference. <laughs> but that'd still be my first choice. It'd be when it's dormant. Uh, that's interesting because I, I pruned a red bud uh, about five weeks ago. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. They're going to bloom on old wood, first of all. So you want to, if if you're pruning those in the spring, you're cutting off flowers. Yeah. Okay. And the reason I would tend to do it not during the growing season, like mid to late growing season or whatever, I just want everything, I wouldn't want to shoot up new growth, even though they're a very winter hardy plant, uh, especially winter hardy in Spokane. Uh, but <laughs> um, I think... Given the size of the plant and the scale of the plant, um, if I was going to cut it when it's dormant, then I could always do the Mr. John Weisgarver thing and bring some of those branches inside after they've vernalized and see if they'll pop open with some color indoors in a vase. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. That'd be cool. Yeah. So it just depends on whether or not, see, I just said it and didn't even think about it. It just depends. Yeah. (laughs) Whether or not you're willing to give up flowers for that season. Do you have a favorite variety of red bud? Ooh. There's some new ones in the market that are really lovely. I have a, a variegated leaf weeping red bud. I think it's called Whitewater. That sounds that beautiful. That is just lovely. Well, it's just 
there's, it's just on the edge of, of not being quite hardy here. Mm-hmm. So I keep it in a big pot and move it into my Zone 7 garage in the wintertime. Okay. There's yellow f- or gold-leafed, yellow-leafed ones in the market that are gorgeous. Heart of Gold's a nice one. Heart of Gold. Flamethrower is a new one. It's a, it, it has a, a kind of a reddish-purple new leaf, and the, the first leaves are, are yellow. It's just so it looks like a, a flamethrower. <laughs> There's just so many new ones in the market. It's just cool. I mean, yeah, it used to be. I like the, sorry. I like the forest pansy just for the coloration on the, on the foliage. I put one of those in my front yard. I like it so well. Look at me. <laughs> How much sun do you get in the summer on that? On that, um, only twelve or thirteen hours. It's so in full sun, and its color is phenomenal. Fabulous. So, if you're looking for something that's not going to regress and turn green, uh, it's going to hold that great coloration. It absolutely does it. That's awesome. Absolutely does that's it. Cool. It is, and it's just. It's really showing off. I mean, it really has put on a lot of growth. I, I, I think it's about a year and a half old in that location. And it's just been fabulous. Mm-hmm. It was so good last year that I put Christmas lights on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Excellent. So if you were going to have a red bud out in the country, would you push it with some of the newer varieties? Or would you tend to stay with the traditional, more native ones? Well, if I were in Spokane, I would just put out anything I wanted to. Sure. But in central Illinois, yeah. I would uh, go for the, we carry one called um, Minnesota Strain or MS. Um, and it was hybridized in Minnesota. And it's it's basically just your, the species Canadensis. Um, sturdy. Uh, yeah, toughest, tough. Yeah, Cersei's <laughs> Canadensis. And it's even tougher because it was hybridized in, in a really cold region and and. Uh, evaluated in that area because typically we're we're kind of on the almost northern edge of how where red buds stop performing pretty well unless you have that right little microclimate Mm -hmm. but this one is really hardy so that's zone four almost zone three in minnesota where it was hybridized so um that's got to be one of my big recommendations is the minnesota strain that's good because I bought one and planted it. Yay! <laughs> it was a multiple stem too, wasn't yes. it? Yes, that's what I like about. I especially like the multi-trunk ones, mm-hmm. as opposed to the singles. Me personally, mm-hmm. they they both have. I mean, it's a look. Yeah. The, the single stem in my front yard was perfect. The multiple stem in my backyard would be perfect. So. Yeah, and bread buds are pretty tolerant of sun or shade. Um, yes, they are. I mean, in a perfect world, they'd have a little bit of shade from the heat of the day. Um, because they're an understory tree by nature, uh, but mine are out in the full sun. I've got a couple of them in Minnesota strain guys too. Oh, good, good. Very reliable. Yeah, they love are. It. Well, it, I have so many big, big tree trunks that it's nice to have that that shape of the multi. Sure. It'll be a smaller tree. Yes. But as close, I've got it as close to the sun where it can get some, but not not a lot. So that's we'll see how I think does. they're just lovely. It'll just be happy. Such a great harbinger of spring. Love it. And, and if they're in a shaded area, they just are a little bit more stretched out, just a little bit mm-hmm. more open, if you will, but still phenomenal trees. Yep, they are. Hmm. Absolutely they are. Yeah. So what I'm, I've been trying to, to get into Prairie Gardens for a couple of years now is the white flowering form, and I think I'm going to be able to get it this year for, for spring. 
So it's just the Cersei's um, Alba, but I can't wait. I hope Yay. we get it. Single stem, probably. Um, I actually don't remember. Ooh, I know the, you're shocked, right? They're, um, you know, they're just not very common. And we've, no, we've had them on and off over the yeah, years. But exactly. it, more often than not, they're just not available. Yeah. But it's neat. It's another white flowering tree in the spring, which it's like, uh, you know, there's a lot of those out there. But this flower size and the way it's just a small bud that creeps along the branch. Yeah. Like a red bud does. It's yeah. definitely a head turner. And because it's right there on the stem, you get that contrast between the dark stem yes. and that white flower. So it really, really pops. Yep. Cool stuff. Yeah. Love it. That's what I like about the red bud is the bloom habit, how it follows the stem. And I think some of the newer varieties are bring, being hybridized for um, more dense flowering along the stem. Uh, I think there's some varieties. I, I'm, I know there's one that's not quite hardy here, but um, just real dense all the way up the stem. Huh. Just really, really pretty. So that's that's really cool. I love it. It's almost like the same characteristics that they've done with some of the newer forsythia, where the flowers oh, yes. are just so close together and up and down the stem. And some of these red bed yeah. varieties are about the same way yeah. in their own in their own math so manner. Really yeah. makes it worth it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Look at that. <laughs> cool nice. stuff. Nice. This is Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live. You can join in. Through the phones at 356-9397, or you can text us at 351-5357. Do you have any specials going on? I was just going to say, all of these shrubs sitting here yeah. are 25% off. Ooh. They're new. Get, That's great. It's time to get them. Ah, great. Absolutely. And all the herbaceous perennials are still 40 off, right? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, fruit trees, and we have some nice fruit trees. Apples mostly, but... Um, they're 60? 60% off. 60% mm-hmm. off, six zero. Oh. It's still plenty of time to put them in the ground. Japanese maples. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 25% off. Oh. They've been kind of flying out. Yeah. So. It's it's time to start doing it. And in fact, I was just uh, noticing yesterday there's some of the shade trees, which are also 25% off. Um, the, the maples that are really starting to show some great color it's only because they're a little bit stressed from being in a pot they want to go home with somebody right now so you need to come in and get them but they look beautiful yeah you can see what the fall coloration is going to be i love it that is gorgeous yes that's wonderful yeah and that's exactly right you know what you're going to get yes and at 25 percent off and at 25 percent off uh ornamental grasses did i see those at 50 percent off no they're okay uh, the selection is uh, almost none oh okay if w- they're 40 percent off and there's oh. i don't think there's 10 or 12 pots left but yeah. but they're nice looking plants <laughs> yeah so <laughs> excellent we have some of the most beautiful white pine trees if oh. you need something my really? gosh you know structure like that it's phenomenal now the evergreens are not on sale no but boy are they beautiful and Fall is decidedly the time to plant trees and shrubs. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So it's just, they're beautiful. Did you get some? Uh, I will be. Oh. I have to, my site is almost ready. Right after you get done putting down rock? Uh, I'm going to do the the next, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've been doing a lot of... of Heavy stuff? More heavy (laughs) hardscaping things this summer. Yeah cleaning out so so finally after six years i'm attempting my 
woods, my one acre plot that has a lot of overgrown. So the back 20? Asian. Yeah, I call it the back 40. But, back you know, 40? That you know, works. It's, really, oh, it's, it's one, the back one. But what did you, what do you start with? You clean out you clean out all the all the bad suckle. Okay. Asian honeysuckle for one reason. Oh, and poison okay. ivy. And poison ivy. Oh. Yeah. That's where you start. Okay. Wear long that. sleeves, mm-hmm. boots, gloves. Oh. I know. Poison ivy. Boy. Yep. yep. All right. Well that'll it's be fun. fun. It's good to get some airflow through. I can see that. Yeah. And and everything on the ground would just kind of What's a harbor fungi, right? Or harbor disease? Uh, not really. Eh. I wouldn't not too be too concerned about, about that. Not okay. too much. John's more concerned about poison ivy and voles. Oh, Everything else is voles. a piece of cake for him. That's, that's my arch enemies. <laughs> Good. And, uh, he is the Elmer Fudd of voles. So plans this week? Anyone? Elmer Fudd of Voles. I'm hunting. I have an I have an image of him. <laughs> yeah, I just got one. In the plaid cap. Like, oh. <laughs> Sorry, oh, too funny. So, um, quick call. Ted is calling from Tuscola, and uh, Ted, yeah, we only have like one or two minutes, but hey, what quick, can we do? Uh, I've listened to you for years. It must be in my blood. I don't have a green thumb. My brother is. Uh, <laughs> landscape architect at the property adjoining Arlington Cemetery out in Washington, D.C., though. He's, oh, wow. He's, he's, it rubs off. Uh, it really does. Uh, <laughs> next nice. comment, and I called in about a year ago. Every time I listen to you, I think of Betty White doing the Saturday Night Live skit on the, of the PBS. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and one of you ladies sounds just like Betty White. So YouTube Betty White. Saturday Night Live. And wow. You'll wow. See yourself. I think she's saying thank I was like, you. I'm a guest. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be handing out autographs. <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. That's you. awesome. And listen to it every Saturday and thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. I, I'm going to tell you right now, Marianne's a lot more fun to have a beer with, probably, <laughs> yeah. than a PBS lady. Probably, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 that was a great sketch, though. I remember that one. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. awesome. That is. Thanks for calling in, Ted. And and tell Bye. your brother, thank you. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Isn't that awesome? All right. Well, I think time's about out. Wow, that would be just yeah. fabulous. Oh, well, I, I do want to for all of you who are partying Illini style. Uh, you guys have some great Illini items here. I love the plastic uh, Illini pitchers that are only like eight dollars, seven ninety nine. I want to say. I'm like, yeah. All right. Get a few of those. Just set them on a tailgating table and. <laughs> Goofball. So I, I think that people should um, come in and look at uh, Brian's been setting up Christmas trees with a Halloween Christmas tree. Okay. <laughs> yes. Come in and orange, see. And, orange and blue. Brian's Christmas tree. Yeah. There well, you go. Halloween. Orange and Christmas tree. <laughs> yes. Orange and blue. Just come on in and see what, what everything is in the store. <laughs> How about that? Okay. Marianne Metz, thank you. Yep. John Weisgarber, thank you. Thank you. Steve Brown, thank you. Have a good one. All right, thank you. You've been listening to 
Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live with our plant experts, Marianne Metz, John Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our executive producer is Dave Leak. Stay tuned for Saturday Sports Talk up next here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. A podcast of this show will be available later today on our website at WDWS.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend and go Illini! It's beginning to look a lot like fall at Prairie Gardens. New fall home decor collections, handmade wreaths and arrangements, fall candles and scents, plus more all ready for your fall home and your fall garden. The first fall mums are blooming now and on sale. Find them in the PG greenhouses with other fall garden favorites, ornamental peppers, asters, and more. Ready now at Prairie Gardens. Extraordinary gardening, home decor, and more.